Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Radio and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a board certified integrated holistic health, energy, and sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. 
Audible.com has more than 425,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. So, listeners, it's February, and the theme for the month is just as you suspect it would be, love. Not just romantic love, though. We talk about all forms of love here. And right now, this world is in need of a lot of love. Someone once said to me, love is hard. You know, and I was stunned by that statement because for me, love is so very easy. And, you know, not just because my last name is love. We come from love. We are made of love. We are indeed the very essence of love. Where we falter is in the way we be love. No one really teaches how to be love. And it is something that must not only be taught, but put into practice. So whenever I say this, people get somewhat defensive. Oh, come on, you can't just be love to you. What are you talking about? And I tell them, yes, you can. Their next question usually is, well, how? To that point, we will be discussing how to begin to be love. It's really not hard. In fact, it's actually quite easy and pretty simple. And if, just like everything else in life, you practice, then it does become rote. It does become simple. It does become incorporated into your life, and you will be love. So once you even just start to practice, you'll see your being love. And in that, it will affect every single aspect of your life and all of your relationships. So my guest is Lynette M. Smith, and Lynette owns and operates All My Best, which is a copy editing and publishing service that she founded in 2004. Now, she holds memberships in Publishers and Writers of San Diego, Publishers and Writers of Orange County, uh, let's see, San Diego Professional Editors Network, and Editorial Freelancers Association. And personally and professionally, and I love this, Lynette abides by the four agreements, which were written by Don Miguel Ruiz and his son, Don Jose Ruiz, who joined us on air here at Energy Awareness Radio way back in 2010. So that was quite a while ago. But these agreements hold true forever, really. And those four agreements that Lynette abides by, well, they are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. And she does, and she's here with us today to discuss her book, How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure. And this, listeners, is a great place to begin to learn how to be love. So welcome to the show, Lynette. I'm so very happy that you're here, and I thank you for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? How am I being? I'm being lovely. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) You listened. You paid attention. I listened. (laughs) You betcha. You know, as a matter of fact, Mark, Mark Twain said, always do right. This will gratify some people and astonish the rest. So the right thing was to listen, right? <laughs> and it astonished me because not everyone does that. So there you go, Mark Twain. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I really, I, you know, when I first came across your book, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, you know, there are so many things here that are right. <laughs> first of all, the, uh, you know, we don't have proper etiquette in this world anymore. Somehow that just went somewhere. I don't know where it went. Drives me nuts a little bit sometimes, you know, but that's okay. <laughs> you are actually it's not to me. I'm just saying that. But <laughs> your book, How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure, it really hit me. It struck me. It resonated with me because it's so much more than a book on ha- the how of writing letters for various occasions. You have many chapters, each to, uh, uh, categorized or for different occasions, which makes it very easy to navigate. But It goes much further than that. You also offer listings of descriptive words, inspirational thoughts to incorporate into your letters, uh, jumpstart phrases. I love that, which will give the writer a nudge in the process. 
all his resources for supplies. That just threw me. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's even a way to get stationery and pens and frames and scrapbooking things. And there's so much in this book. It truly is a treasure trove of information. So kudos to you for writing such a thorough and thoughtful guidebook, if you will. I don't know what else to call it. It's, uh, Thank you. It really is a guidebook, and I, you're quite welcome. I think – what, I, what hit me the most is I had Stephen Post on my show recently, and he's somehow related to Emily Post. I can't remember if it's his stepmother. I can't remember what the relationship was, but I laughed when I saw that the foreword was written by Peggy Post, who is the director of the Emily Post Institute and the great, I hope I get this right, the great granddaughter-in-law of, of Emily Post. And you got it. I have to say, perfect choice on your part. <laughs> because Thank as you. I just said, there's an there's an overwhelming need to bring a bit more etiquette back into our society. It's been gone for so long. <laughs> and, and that aside, though, the way the book is written and how it came about was really kind of cool. So I was wondering if you would share with us. Well, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I I know some of the background here. But how, or actually, what was the catalyst to you writing this particular book? It was my son-in-law on the night before he married back in 2008. And he and his bride-to-be at the rehearsal dinner each came out and presented to their respective parents a framed, heartfelt letter of appreciation. And our son's letter, for example, described what it was like growing up in the family, what what qualities he most appreciated about his dad, then the qualities he appreciated the most about me, and then the values he had learned growing up in this family that he planned to bring to his marriage. And he basically wanted to acknowledge all that and thank us for that. He, They had the best man and maid of honor read those letters aloud while they stood by their own parents. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house. And months went by, and I thought, gosh, more people ought to do this. This was so amazing. And and because it's tangible, it's it has a place of honor in our home. And every time I read it, and this is now, what, 12 years later, every time I read that letter, I feel just as moved. My hand goes to my heart. My eyes well up as the first time. And I think that is what made the point is, not only was it an acknowledgement, but it was a memorable acknowledgement that I could keep enjoying over and over again throughout the rest of my life. And not only that, but someday when I die and my husband dies, my son will probably get that letter back and he'll probably give it to his two daughters. And they will keep it and treasure it. And this will become a part of family legacy. So there's so many levels of reasons why a tangible, heartfelt letter of appreciation is so meaningful and important and worth creating. And, and I so think that's, they probably you know, they had their witnesses read it because they knew they wouldn't get through it. I wouldn't. I, you, nope. There's no way you'd get through it without crying, you know. So right, they, they said, were, okay, your witnesses, yeah. you, you can be detached. <laughs> if that's you will. it. So they got to cry, and <laughs> yeah. they did. Yeah. And, and so did we. the other thing is that the fact that it becomes a family legacy and probably will be also a tradition maybe others will pick up on that and say this is what we need to do as well I think it bonds the families together more I think it makes the marriage stronger to start the fact that he's your son nothing nothing against guys here okay but this is not this is not something every guy would think to do and I'm quite sure it was his idea. <laughs> yes, it Just, really yes. was. And that's the weird thing. Yeah, You'd think I'm it was it the was. girl's idea, but no, it was his. <laughs> it was his because he was brought up by you. So kudos to you and your husband for well, bringing up such a wonderful <laughs> husband. You brought up a great husband, <laughs> not just a son. <laughs> but a great husband. So his wife is very, Thanks. very lucky, and I hope she treats him really, really well. <laughs> I believe she does. Yes. Good, <laughs> because to have such heartfelt letters to your indiv- to the individual parents, uh, and she bought into it and said, "Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it." I mean, there exactly. is, that is just so cool. It's wicked cool. It just it, it has to make you feel good to know that you instilled that practice and and again more than likely it will carry on to his children the next generation which right i don't know 
I think that's a great way to start out. You know, most people don't start out that heavily invested, if you will. And I think this is right. wonderful. <laughs> yes. And, and so, so I kept looking. Yeah. That experience made me think, my gosh, more people ought to know how to, the, the, the importance of doing something like this and how meaningful it can be. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, gosh, maybe I should, you know, write a letter or write a book about writing letters. And, and finally, I, a funny little thing happened that made me decide to do it. We can talk about that later or skip it or talk about it now. That's up to you. No, you go right ahead. I, uh, this, I, I just love the story. So, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. A few years went by, and um, I had a good business friend who was learning the art of hand analysis. Not quite palm reading, but you do get fingerprints and palm prints, and it had to do with discovering your life's purpose. And she was training for this, and she needed several guinea pigs for, to analyze their, their handprints. And I was one of those, and she f- followed up with a, a written report and then an in-person report about how that, what that meant for my own palm prints and, and fingerprints. And she said, well, you know, your palm on your left hand, that's good, and the fingers are good, and the thumb is good. You know, everything is pretty well balanced. On your right hand, the palm is good, and, you know, your thumb's good, and most of these fingers are good, but your index finger on your right hand has an issue. And I said, oh, really? Oh, no. She says, yeah, yeah. And in so many very polite, appropriate, business-like words, she explained to me that I was a professional procrastinator. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I would be enthusiastic like crazy, gung-ho and ready. And then when it came time to jump off the cliff or to make a big decision and to go forward or freeze, I'd freeze. And and I, I'm sure it had to do with a fear of change or something like that. But I said, oh, my gosh, Louise, you are so right. Right now there's you know a couple of things going on in my life like that. And, I, and one of them was that I had been thinking about for a long time whether or not I should write a book about writing all types of letters of appreciation. Now, at that very moment, as soon as, and this is the first time I had ever verbalized it, this is important. You know, I thought about it like crazy. I hadn't even told my husband. I thought about it all this time. And then the minute I verbalized it to her, here came this voice of intuition in my head. This was in November of 2011. This voice of intuition came into my head and said, your book will be published by August 15th. Oh, my goodness. I love you. This is such a great story. (laughs) And I went, Louise, and she's a spiritual person, too. And I said, you'll never guess what I just heard. And I told her the words I just heard. She says, oh, I can't wait to follow this journey. And so I knew that was the good voice. You know, it was the little angel on the shoulder, not the devil on the shoulder. And so I knew that I should follow that advice and do it. So I put myself to work. And being the methodical kind of person I am, the first thing I did was I would develop a table of contents, very elaborate, as my outline for the book. A couple of weeks down the line, I'm standing at the bathroom sink, brushing my teeth, not thinking about anything in particular. And here comes this voice in my head again, and it says, how to write heartfelt letters to treasure for special occasions and occasions made special. And I went, oh, 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 i got to write that down. I spit out the toothpaste yeah. <laughs> real quick. Grab, find a paper, find a pen, you know. And I wrote that thing down. Don't stick on the mirror. Anything will work. <laughs> yeah, because I thought that could be the title. And, yeah. and I, I presented well, you know that to – <laughs> Well, it, it did turn out to be that, didn't it? And and yeah. I ran it by three people I knew who had some good sense about, you know, titles of books. And they all said, well, it's long, yeah, but it's descriptive. It's appropriate. You should use it. So I did. Isn't that weird? No, it's not to me. And most of the listeners, it won't be to either because if they're listening to my show, you know. Oh, like well, me. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Very open I to I love all hearing stuff, that little you know? voice. You know, I love hearing that little voice and knowing to pay attention to it and uh, appreciate what it does. So staying tuned more often pays off. (laughs) It really does. And actually following through with action, too. I mean, you did that. Like you said, you're or she said you're a professional procrastinator. And and then you got, well, it'll be okay. Really? In like so many months, it's going to be. Yeah. Watch what you can do. It is amazing the things that you can do. Yeah. When you're open to receive. And you were. And it was the timing, too. 
I know, but isn't it weird? I just said I've been wondering for so long, should I or shouldn't I? And I got not only an answer, but a deadline. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It was like we're dealing with a publisher. Here's your deadline. Why don't you have it done yet? You know? <laughs> and by the funny. way, I, find... I have my book launch on August 12th. Oh, that. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> You did do it. You absolutely did. I did yeah. do it. <laughs> the divine guidance that you got allowed you to know that it was going to happen so you could manifest it. And that gave you the confidence and the courage to actually follow through. I believe in all of that. I think there's, exactly you know, there's right. motivation behind everything. Yeah, I really exactly. do. And I always get a lot of things in the shower around water. Water is a great Isn't a great it? intuition. Yes. Yeah, I um, in my practice as a sound therapist, I play quartz crystal singing bowls as a healing mechanism oh, for yeah. people, and it does indeed work. It works incredibly, even over the phone. But I live on a lake, and you know, now even though it's really cold and we've got three feet of snow, snow in New Jersey right now, which is crazy, I can still open <laughs> the doors, and it's very cold, but the sound just really goes out there, and I know it's helping with whatever. So. You know, yeah. these types of things, when you get this intuition to do these things, it just, you have to take the action and follow through. And I'm so glad you did because, you know, for years, I, when I first moved to New Jersey, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do for a living? And I thought, well, maybe I should open up an etiquette school because, really, people need that. <laughs> it's so, we've lost so much. We've lost so very much. And I think I resonated with your book because I am a letter writer. I hand write letters all the time. Mm-hmm. So much Good so that you. in my county, yeah, in my county, I'm known as the note card lady. And I smile and laugh right. because it really brings me a lot of joy to know that I've brought joy to others, apparently often enough <laughs> to be known for doing so. And yes. I send... I send a note on various occasions, you know, if somebody's in the newspaper and I know them and they uh, did something, so there's congratulations or a thank you note for something that they did. They're always handwritten. And I do not have really eloquent handwriting at all because I use a, you know, I type too much. And so I have to type it in big letters so I can see it across the room, the PC from my desk. And I draw the letters out, and I'm just now learning cursive again. <laughs> I'm trying to get it down right so people can read it because I write too darn fast, you know. And I wrote a note to an attorney once who won some kind of an award. He received an award for something. So I sent a note of congratulations to him. And then I saw him a couple of months later, and he came up to me, and he made a point actually of coming over to me to tell me that he received the note. And someone at the table that I was sitting with said, oh, I've gotten notes from T2. And the attorney looked at me and said, you know, it's a lost art. And I smiled and nodded and said, yeah, but it feels good to do it. And look at the joy it brought you. I sent that note over a month ago. And he right. started talking to me apologetically and saying, I'm sorry, I haven't seen you. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm not admonishing you at all. I'm, rather, I'm pointing out how the effects of that note lasted and how it still brings you joy. And it brings me joy that you mentioned it. So when, when you're writing the letter, and I know everything, ugh, my listeners know this, everything today is text and email, and I'm just not that kind of person. I don't want to learn how to text. I don't have a magic phone. I have a 2005 Pretty in Pink Motorola Razor that's now in the Henry Ford Museum, and I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, I, I took texting off. I don't know how to text. People tell me, here, I'll show you how. It's easy. I'm like, no, really, I don't want to learn. It's too stressful. These are the patients yeah. I work with. They're overwhelmed because of all the gadgetry, and I really don't want anything to do with that. There's no right. one on the planet I need to be that connected to at every minute of every day. So I don't do that. So I handwrite the notes. And to me, when you pick up a pen and you put it in your hand and you start to put it to paper, you are thinking about that person. You are putting, you are pouring your heart. Some part of you, even, even if it's something that you have to say, that's not necessarily, you know, it's a grieving thing. You're, You're putting something in there, your heart in there to let them know, congratulations. Thank you. Sorry for your loss. Whatever it is, you are you are doing it from your heart and you can feel it. And that right there is how you be love. That's why the yes. introduction went the way it did. Because these letters, when you truly sit down to write, and yes, it can happen via an email or a text. If you take the time to use your filter and really put the, the energy behind it and the intention of what you want to say heart, in a heartfelt way, right. I really believe that that is you being 
being the love that you're made of. We're made of love. We come from love. We are the essence of love. So put it into the notes. And that is the message I got from your book. Okay. Now it's not good. written in there like that. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I'm getting from the book. This is a really good place to start. Such a simple practice when people say, but how do you be love key? Not everybody has your last name and they make fun of me. And I say, you know what? It has nothing to do with the last name and has to do with your perspective. And if you yes. just take a moment to breathe, just take a moment. You can always take a moment, no matter what situation you're in, you can take a moment and just take a breath, use your filter and say something or say, I need some time. But when you're writing, you're pouring out from a part of you that only comes alive when that pen is in your hand or perhaps because, you know, you're typing, it comes through that way. And mm -hmm. that just to me, even the title of the book, when I saw it, I was like, I have to have this woman on my show. I didn't even open the book. I was just like, I have to have this woman <laughs> on my show because of the title. So see what you've done. <laughs> see what I've done. <sighs> I'm so proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be. I mean, really, kudos <laughs> to you, you know? That's right. I just, it's just, it, and it doesn't matter. And even though to me I'm old school and I like parchment paper or I like different types of note paper or a, a style of pen that I use, it doesn't matter because sometimes you have to send things in an email because that's the way a lot of people communicate. And mm -hmm. that's okay, you know? But put your put your heart in it. And I think that comes through in your book a lot. And I'm sure you meant to do that and put yeah. it in there, but it really, I don't know. It resonated with me a lot, a whole lot. It really did. I'm and I'm so sorry glad. you didn't find Thank the book you. sooner because I know it was published a while ago and I'm like, how did I not see this? But I guess everything is divine timing too. You never question that you accept, you know, mm -hmm. it is what, it, what yeah. it is. And that's okay. What, what did I say to you earlier today? Roll with it. <laughs> Roll with it. It Just arrived when it, it did. Roll with that. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Actually, the fact that you're on the show now, I don't think it could be any more perfect. We really need to do things that are going to improve on so much negativity that's in society right now for a variety of reasons. And this just yeah. would be a way to, to help, you know? You know, along those lines, I have a what I call my big achievable goal, is, and that's to get millions of people to write heartfelt letters of appreciation so they can establish, enhance, and even rebuild their relationships and in that way change their world. And if they do that, I, I look at the world, you know, I'm a Libra, so there's this scale thing going on, and I see this scale. Mm -hmm. One side of it is fear and the other side of it is love. And things you know, seem pretty out of balance in the world right now towards the fear side. Uh, and yep. if there's enough of that love thing going on, you get those scales back in balance again. So, so getting people to write these letters is my part towards helping to balance those scales and move people away from fear and towards love again. And, you know, those are really the only two emotions there are. I tell this to patients right. all the time. You have, you have fear and you have love. If you come from love, yeah. it's always the good stuff. If you come from fear, it's always the negative and icky stuff. So if mm -hmm. you take that moment and try to look at the other person's perspective, and by writing these letters, you know, you write a letter and you start to think about that. If you start to put that practice of writing the letter and how you thought about it into your daily life when you're in any type of interaction with someone, you will find that you be love. You can be love. Yeah. We can all be love. You don't have to have a last name. You know, we are love, right. made from love, be love. And I find that that helps people. And I thought this is a great way to do this. And what's really kind of interesting is that quite a few years ago, I can't remember what, when it was, uh, probably like maybe seven or eight years ago now, I was on a committee of the Chamber of Commerce, of which I chaired, and I had said, we need to do a fundraiser. Let's do a fundraiser for gratitude. And then I explained what was going to happen. <laughs> First, nobody was into it because <laughs> they had to pay. <laughs> you, know, I said, you will pay $25 for the year, and every month you have to write one nice letter of gratitude. Every month you commit to write one letter, and you pay $25 for that privilege. And they're like, why do I have to pay for it? And I said, because it's a fundraiser. <laughs> and then you can pay $50 and do it once every other week, every two weeks. And if you do it once a week, it's $75. And if you do it every day, it's $150. So I was like, oh, my God. I, and it has to be different people. And they're like, oh, that's never going to work. It's never going to work. Never going to work. Well, we raised over 
And I took on the once a year thing because I had already done this on my own for no reason except to do it. Once a uh-huh. month, I'd write a letter, and then the next year, I said I'll do once every two weeks, and the next year, I did once a week. And then this particular year, I decided, because of Alan Klein, who's on my show, and he's the world's only jollyologist, okay? <laughs> he was on uh-huh. the show quite a few ago, a couple of times. And he wrote this really nice phrase that said he just, um, to people, and he did it every once in a while, and I said, okay, I'm going to commit to doing this every day. And by the time July came along, and many of them were via email because I didn't have addresses. But it was the uh-huh. same thing. It was like I just wanted to let you know the impact that you made in my life and how grateful I am for, you know, the joy that you brought me, blah, blah, blah. I can't tell you the number of responses I got. Probably 50%. I was hoping for higher, but I probably got about 50%. And I saved them all. And people were amazed. They said, wow, what a great way to start the day. I hope you have a great day. Oh, hell no, T. I hope you have a great life. It spreads joy. It, yes. it is contagious. It's absolutely contagious. So. And yeah, yeah. So when I got your book, I was like, okay. I, so I challenged the listeners out there, you know, go ahead and write a, try to write a letter a month. And it doesn't even have to be a letter, a whole letter. You can be, I've done things like I've gone into a store and the clerk was really nice and I knew I didn't have a pen or paper with me because it was in my briefcase in the car. I'd run out to the car and pull out a post-it and write on it, thank you so much, run in the store and stick it under her nose as she was cashing somebody else out. And people would look up at me and they'd go, oh, wow, you're welcome. And it just made their day. That's all you yeah. have to do. You bet. It takes so little. It takes so little to mean so much. To make a huge difference. Yes. Yes. And the difference, like you said, you want to get a million people to write letters. And let's get get as many people as possible to write as many letters as possible, and that will spread to other people. Because I know now one woman told me, geez, I got the award, and I knew you were there. And a week went by, and I didn't get a note from you. And then three weeks later, I got the note. And I said, oh, you know what, Cecilia? I was so busy. I'm so sorry. I was just busy, and I didn't get the notes out early enough, you know. She says, well, how many notes do you write? And I said, well, how many people won awards that night? I know them all. And she says, oh, my God, you wrote to everyone? I said, I absolutely did. And the thing is, you write something different to each person. Oh, yeah. You know, you word it differently. You, you, it's right. a different award, so you don't want to mess that part up. But you word right. it differently. And your book gives you all kinds of information on how to word things differently, how to use a jumpstart sentence that will get those juices flowing that's mm-hmm. what I love about it. I thought, yeah, I could have used this when I was doing this, Lynette, you know? Stay <laughs> <laughs> late and a dollar short. <laughs> yeah, but it worked out. You know, it worked out because I had to do it on my own. And I have to wonder, you brought up your children this way, obviously, but when do you feel children should, I know what my feeling is, when do you feel children should begin to write letters for an occasion, like a thank you letter or anything like that? I'm thinking... Uh, fourth grade, maybe third. Because oh, I was thinking in the womb. <laughs> in the womb. Well, you can get them to, but that pen's going to be sharp. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Paper's going to get wet. Like, oh, it's going to be kind of bad. Let's not do that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but it's good to get children to write and to get them used yeah. to putting their thoughts on paper. But observing what I've observed with my granddaughters, um, they're they're just, you know, first grade, second grade, getting used to, to using letters to put, you know, I mean, letters of the alphabet to put words together and so forth. Somewhere along in there, it's good to get them to formulate their thoughts and put them down. And and indeed, my you know, we Skyped with, with my son and his family the other evening, and the granddaughters were sitting there, and they were writing notes about I love you, and they had a heart for the love and so on and so forth, and then mm. they would hold them up, you know. So they were writing things even while they were Skyping with us. So they were sending thoughts of love at that point. I suppose when I said third or fourth grade, I'm thinking uh, slightly more sophisticated thoughts being put on paper than just I love you or thank you for yeah. the toy. Um, right. They, they want to reach a point where they can say why they like the toy or why they love you. You know, I really liked when we went to the park and did this. And I'm thinking those kinds of thoughts get expressed third grade, fourth grade. But I could be wrong. 
I'd like to see it happen. No, I sooner. think I, actually I think you're right because I have a children's book that I put out for my foundation, and uh, I donated a lot of co- all the money that comes in from it goes to the kids, you know, the, don't, the the foundation anyway. But I donated a bunch of books to a school, and I went in and read, and it's a Santa book. And the letters I got back from the kids in the class, I was in tears. It happened to come in. Christmas, I think, was on a Monday that year, and it, it happened to come in the mail on Saturday. And I was in tears reading. It was the best Christmas present I ever got, reading Aww. these notes from these children who third grade. Thank you so much for reading, your, reading the book to us. I really liked it. And thank you for the candy cane. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you just – they were learning. To, the teachers were teaching it because – and I was, I was very surprised by that because the teachers were, you know, just out of teaching school. You know, they just got out of college and this is their first teaching job and such. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people who are in that age group who do not send thank you notes for any occasion, but rather just expect, well, I got married and you owed me the gift or I had a baby and you <laughs> owed me the gift. And it's very, you know, annoying. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's very sad. You know, it's very mm-hmm. sad. So it was really nice to see that. And when I got, you know, your book, I thought how nice this would be right now to be able to market this in a way where people are at home and they're still going to be at home for a while working from home or whatever. And we've learned new, new ways to work at home and children going to school and such and market it in such a way that, you know, you have some downtime. Let's face it. You know, when you work from mm-hmm. home, it's not the same as being at a job. You can multitask easily. The wash can be going while you're in a meeting, and you, then you switch to the dryer while you're in a meeting. It's lunch hour. You can fold the clothes, and voila, you're done. Well, so we've all been there. But it would be nice to have people get into this practice, just to practice, you know, writing letters. And maybe at first you don't have to mail them, but write them out and, and do something that is so old school but such a lost art that it will – I think once they feel it in their heart and they realize, oh, I feel good, when this person gets it, they're going to feel good. Then if mm-hmm. they say anything to me, they're going to feel good about saying it, and I'm going to feel good again. So win-win, yeah. win-win. Yeah. All There's a lot the of wins there. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, and so I don't know if you're thinking about marketing this in a new way or what, but I think you should. <laughs> I think I should. Uh, I hate yeah, to shoot on I mean, myself, but yeah, I think I should. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think it gives teachers an idea because they're coming. They're it's hard. It has to be hard for them. I know a lot of teachers are saying it's so difficult to teach the kids at home, oh, and yeah. I understand that. And the parents, you know, want to. They have to work from home and keep their kids busy and help with the technical problems that happen on a PC when they always do. You know, mm-hmm. so something like this could be fun for even a family project. You know, Christmas is over. You've got a lot of gifts from yes. people. Well, you know, the other thing is there's so much isolation. Isolation. Come on, Lynette, you can say this. Isolation. Uh, whether yeah. it's six feet or six miles or 6,000 miles, people don't get to see each other like they'd like to. I have a circle of friends I haven't seen in nearly a year now because of all of this. Yeah. And you know yep. what? I miss them. I miss them. I can get on yeah. the phone, sure, and I do, but there are times when I've sat down with emailing and written them a letter by email just to, to newsy, newsy kind of thing. Here's what's going on around here. How are things with you? Did that operation come out okay, and are you guys keeping busy? And Just a newsy sort of a letter because I was thinking about them. And wouldn't that be cool as a family project if each member of the family pledged to go ahead and write a letter to somebody they missed? What yep. e- Email, letter, whatever. But it'd be fun kind of to pick out stamps and things, you know, if you're going to mail it. And yeah. I think that would be ever so cool. Let's get the listeners Somehow. to do that, all right? Let's start there. Yeah, let's get the listeners to do that and get it on – see, here's, this is my problem. I don't do Facebook or any social media because it's just too overwhelming and it's too stressful and there's so much bullying, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. And when I, yeah. when I put together my children's foundation, somebody said, you have to have social media. And I said, no, I don't. And they said, yes, <laughs> you do. And I said, well, I'm not doing it. She said, I will do it forever for you. And I said, you're in. You win. You're a volunteer. <laughs> Thank you so much. And she'll email me and say, this is what I'm posting. I'll say, yeah, okay, that's fine. She says, you don't care, do you? I said, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe in Facebook. I think it's a bullying site. I'm sorry, but I believe it's, it's time for people it who have. Yes. It, you for hang people with the with right people, you such. don't get bullied. 
but but kids, yeah, right, the exactly. kids are a little more thoughtless about things and bullying well, so happens. Well, so are ex-presidents, because, you know. So are ex-presidents well, yeah. of the United and, States. And you know, you know what? <laughs> I'll stand up on my little soapbox for just a, a minute here about bullying. Bullying stems from the fact that children don't, or adults, don't know that they don't have to demean others in order to feel better about themselves. Right. They can have self-esteem and take pride in who they are and still feel better. They don't have to demean others, but no one taught them that. So demeaning is right. all they do, and it's sad. Right. It is. It's very sad. And the worst part is that it doesn't make you feel good, but you don't know that because you didn't learn it. So you do it because you think your ego is feeding you. And yeah. you're feeding your ego, so you feel good, but it's really not. It's your ego. On the, if you go to the other perspective and say, when in every interaction, we are always the teacher and the student. People come up with mm-hmm. ideas, and they switch them around. You're always the teacher. You're always the student. And oh. if you can stand there and say, we did this, we're the team, or you did this and give credit where it's due, it makes mm-hmm. you, as the person saying it, your heart shine more you actually look better to other people because you're giving credit where it's due and you're allowing that other person to shine. And isn't that what we're supposed to do? I mean, I oftentimes will tell people, I don't know who I'm stealing this line from, but I know I'm stealing it from someone. Don't let anybody dim your sparkle. Never, ever, ever let anyone dim your sparkle. Nope, it's not allowed. You should be able to shine brightly and let other people shine brightly too. You know, make them shine. As a teacher, you want to have your students do better than you. That is when you know you taught. Right. That is truly when you know you taught. And, yeah, I I just, um, there's so much in your book that came out. Some of it might even be just me knowing (laughs) knowing stuff and reading and going, this reminds me (laughs) of, I don't know. I I, I looked at it like this is a sacred book now. It is a sacred book, and it needs to be read by everyone. And people need to do this. So, yeah, if there's a way to even locally to, you know, get the books to go in and to a school and just say, how about a project? You know, talk to a teacher and say, would you like to do this? Here's an idea. And I did this with my Children's Foundation. We had children write letters <laughs> to the um, men in the military. I had invited a lot of the uh, Air Force people here. We have an Air Force recruiting station here and I went and met them and I invited mm-hmm. them to an event that we had and I asked if, you know, some of the things that some of the money that we get comes in and some of these people in fighting our wars are 18 years old and we do right. under the age of 19. So, can what can we send them? Can we send them food? Can we send them deodorant? Can we send them toiletries? What can we send them? And we got a list and we put a bunch of stuff together and I went to the schools and said, "Can we have your kids write letters? Thank you. We miss you." Um you know, wish you could come home. We're thinking about you, whatever. Oh my gosh, the letters I got, the letters I got in crayon and everything. I photocopied them and gave the originals to the, to the uh, people in the, in the air force so they could deliver them over the seas with all the things that were going. But wouldn't it be cool to kind of do that? You know, whatever's in your area, whether it's, uh, you know, and have the kids that way it's a project and they're learning to give and to give back from their heart. The local library you know, does that near Veterans Day every year. So, so uh, that's oh, when's the Veterans too. Day? I don't know about this. Is it a day uh, that's um, that they made up? November 11th uh, oh, is Veterans okay. Day every year. So, so the yes. near Veterans Day, the local library will have an event. Oh, I thought where you said air Veterans public. Day. Okay. All right. Oh no, no, no. Veterans sorry, sorry. Day. Just, okay. just, just, just veterans, veterans. And mm-hmm. and so they have this event every year where everybody gets together and they bring a lot of materials out and everybody's writing cards or letters. I was the one writing the long, heartfelt letters when I participated <laughs> that one day. And they're all going, God, you're writing a lot. I said, yeah, well, that's okay. It's coming from the heart. <laughs> but, but people were writing cards and coloring things and pasting and sticking things and gluing things. And, you know, all ages were there participating and it was yeah. a wonderful event because once that again it, it got distributed yeah so i think they were yeah. distributed through the uso or something so mm-hmm. you know it, it came out it was a very good event but i just and think, the children yeah. learn too because they're wondering why yes. we're writing these letters and it gives the teachers okay you can start teaching from history here or you can just yes. say because these people are over in another country making sure that we can live the way we want to live and be free and right. have the lifestyle we have and really teach them 
You know, it really goes to civics and social studies and every, I mean, you know, it goes to everything. Yeah. They, there's a lot that they can teach from it. Unfortunately, now it's not in the classroom, but, you know, they could still do it. They can still do it. And, it, still be and, I think, and it can still be done at home, you know. Exactly. And, and get the whole family involved, like you said. So now it's not just yep. one student. It's the, all the little kids at home are doing it. It's like, well, I want to do mm-hmm. it too. Okay, good. Then let's get everybody to. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just, the heartfelt letters put... to me, I saved them as well. Yeah. You must save yours. Well, you did. I do. You, know, you probably yeah. have that one from your son and your daughter-in-law framed. Well, that's it. they gave it to us framed. That was easy. And it stays framed no, and okay. sitting on our on our bookshelf, or not bookshelf, but you know, shelving unit in the family room. And every time I walk by, like I say, if I stop and read it, I just go, oh, oh, <laughs> and there I go again, you know, <laughs> because it, it it's the gift that keeps on giving, and that's what yeah. what has the lasting power of getting this tangible thing. I'd like to make the point that yeah, some people text. So if you want to say thank you to somebody, you can say it verbally, and that's fine. And in a month, they'll forget you said it. If you put it in a text, they'll forget it in 30 seconds. If you put it in an email, they might remember it, and they might want to save it. But someday that email is going to be sitting at the bottom of a long list of emails, and or someday that computer is going to crash. And unless you've printed that out, you're not going to have it, and you're going to regret it. If you put it in writing and you stick it in the mail or you hand it to somebody in person over a special lunch, um, something like this where it's tangible, you can even put one in a certificate holder and then put it in a, what is a 10 by 13 envelope. Those certificate holders fit in there. The letter, if it's a one-page letter, can fit in that certificate holder. That's a special way to present it, and it's a special way to preserve it, save it. Um, When you get it in writing, tangible form that you can hold in your hand that's the kind of thing that's likely to last through time i was wondering i know we don't have a lot of time left i'd like to give a couple of practical tips for people writing letters to make them look pretty good um you can compose on your computer if you want you can even print it out on your computer if you want just plan ahead if you're planning to frame it plan your margins if you're going to have you know the right size frame the, the mat board figure out what space you've got left to write in. So plan that ahead. Now, let's suppose that you want it on nice stationery and you're planning to print it out from the computer and you're going, oh, oh, I don't know where I can buy nice stationery. Well, you don't have to. You can print your letter on plain paper, take it over to your local copy center and have them print it on nice resume quality paper like a white linen or something like that. And now you have your quality letter looking. And you sign, of course, the photocopy, not the original, because you always hand sign your letter, always, 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 at least. If you hand write it, then what you can do is go to that same copy center and buy a few sheets of their paper, their nice paper, so Mm -hmm. you can still have nice stationery. So those were a couple of points I wanted to make. But if you are using an inkjet printer, let's say you have something in color and you're including a graphic or a border or something and you're printing it out and it's an inkjet printer, you need to know that's not going to be waterproof. My recommendation is print it out on plain white paper and then get a, a color photocopy on, you know, that's made with a laser quality uh, color and put that on the nice paper and then use that as your original. So I wanted to get those points in. There's, um, and it, you have resources in Appendix E of your book that has all types of information too, so where you can get paper and things like that. But one thing right. I just saw the other day, and I'm sure they can do this with the letter if they can do it with a photograph. They are taking photographs now. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're printing it on glass. So you're just huh. hanging up a piece of glass. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool because you don't really, yeah. it, where it's a picture, the whole thing's colored in. You don't really know it's glass. It just looks like you wonder what it is. And yeah. it's not framed. It's just a piece of glass. It's really quite cool. And as you were talking, I thought, oh, yeah, that glass thing. <laughs> That's an interesting way to do things you as could well. could put a letter on the glass instead of a photograph. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And you can include and a, you, a photograph in a corner, you know. Sure. Uh, or Lots do put it on parchment paper or something and send it to the company and have them do it like they do with wood, those certificates they put on wood. And then they True. put like a plexiglass over it type of thing for True. anything that you right. really want somebody to save. Yeah. But yeah. even if you receive a letter to get it that way, it's, it's it, you know, I save all the ones that are really important that uh-huh. I mean, I, I 
at, at the beginning of the pandemic, I went through this drawer that I had, my junk drawer, that all it was was all these notes from way back when. And there were, I mean, I was crying. <laughs> and well, I didn't sure. throw any out. I just put them in a box and put them in the attic so I could now start using that drawer for current ones that were coming in because those were in a box. And I thought, well, I'd rather have those right in the, in the drawer here and these can go upstairs. But, you know, you might not go through them all that often, but when you mm-hmm. do, it really big, brings back memories. And once again, get again. It's a big dose of feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because to me, love is not about expecting anything in return. Love is something you give freely without any expectation whatsoever. And that's hard as human beings because we want to be reciprocated. But if you can understand that the gift that you are getting is that you're actually in front of someone that you love and you want to be able to you know, show them your love and you just, how lucky are you to be able to have been given the opportunity to love that person? And when you look at it that way and you realize it's okay that they don't love me in return if it's a romantic relationship, that happens often. Just the fact that, you know, I think it was Lord Tennyson, right? Better to have lived in Lost than never to have loved at all. Lost and loved at all, yeah. Just Mm -hmm. better to have loved and lost than never to have um, loved, loved it all. all, Alfred Lloyd Tennyson. And, you know, that's very true. And when you think about that poetry and you realize that if you just think about how lucky you are to have given that love, you're filling your heart with love and joy every single time you love. And that's yes. when you're being love. Yeah. And that's what it means to be love, to just put right. the love out there without any expectations, no expectations mm. at all. You know, you right. love your children, you love your grandchildren. Some of them might not like you. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> you love them. You can them. still love them. They can't stop you. There's not a darn thing they can do about it. You well, can still the love them. That's interesting part. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be reciprocated because it's just like, well, I'm going to love you anyway, so oh so, well. Ha, ha, ha. And then they don't know what to do. And they're, yeah. And they're like, yeah, she still Deal loves me. I don't love her. And it's like, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. Get over it. You know, you'll Please, get over get it. Over you'll it. understand later. Yeah. But it it's so very true that, you know, you just get rid of the expectation and live with the heartfelt openness that you feel when you genuinely put love out there and do something in a loving way, because that is what fills you up. That is what makes the essence of you come through. And that is what's going to bring to you and attract to you the most loving, kind relationships of all sorts, of all sorts. I enjoy many of them. It's true. Yes, it is true. That's what's going to come to you because that's what you're giving. Yes. Go right ahead. I'd like to share a little short story. It, it happens to be written on my website, which is goodwaystowrite.com. It's a story someone shared, Larry James. He has a relationship blog called Celebrate Love, interestingly. And he wrote to me, uh, my mother had Alzheimer's. About a year before she died, I wrote my mother a letter telling her how much I loved her and told her I was sorry for all the things I did when I was a little kid. Although there were times when, as I stood before her, she did not recognize me as her son, my father told me that she read the letter I wrote almost every day as if it had just arrived and told everyone it was from her son. That's lasting power. And that's just very lasting power. Yes. Yeah. So you just never know how far one of these letters is going to go. I'd like to share, if I may, a list for, for your listeners, the, the shortcut to writing a heartfelt letter of appreciation, it's five easy steps. Did you, everybody hear the word easy? <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, this is easy, people. Yeah, This is easy. This is easy. Start your letter by uh, describing a shared memory that you both treasure, you and the person you're writing to. Then go into talking about the person's most admirable qualities. Maybe give examples. Then... Talk about the positive difference this person has made in your life or in the lives of others. Then say you're grateful in whatever words you want to use. And then sign it. How hard was that? Yeah, that's not hard. That is easy. And that is coming from a place of love. That's coming from your heart and truly, you know, truly bringing forward what you feel in a way, making yourself vulnerable to someone. People love that. It's okay to do that. Yes. It's always okay. And 
you know, this is a month of love. It's only day three. We're in day three. Valentine's Day is coming. It doesn't have to be for Valentine's Day. But nope. in your Valentine isn't always a romantic partner. It's just somebody that you love that you want to say, hey, happy Valentine's Day, and not expect a box of chocolates or a dozen roses or a card or anything in return. And by the same token, to not feel when someone does something for you in a way that is bring you know loving from them that you have to do something in return sometimes well no not sometimes all the time if the only prayer you ever say is thank you that is enough and that's master eckhart um meister eckhart totally and right yeah you know and that's just it's just beautiful that you know you can do that and people understand when they're coming from that place of love and boy that was a very moving letter and it was it, it definitely, these are all impactful things, you know, yes. and the way to write is so easy, but it can be so impactful in such a good yeah. way and change the entire world, the entire and, world. And, yeah, and and if you're writing this, you know, so many people go through life trying to be good, trying to do right, trying to do good, and not necessarily recalling that anybody has acknowledged that or that they've really made a difference, and they they go to their deathbed sometimes wondering have I really made a difference? These letters will take that doubt away. If you write to someone and tell them, yes, you've made a positive difference, and here's how, and I so appreciate you for that, they're yeah. going to be able to call upon that memory, because it's tangible, over and over again. And when they do end up on their deathbed, they'll know they did well. They'll know yep. they made a difference. And that's going to help their soul. And that is so meaningful, too. It's very meaningful. And, the, you know, we oftentimes, probably more than we want, we will hear about, well, you did this wrong, or this is what you made me feel like this, or you hurt me, or you hear those things. But people do not often give people the accolades they deserve and tell them when they do good, as you said. And I really try with employees and everyone to make sure that they know that they've done really well. That they've, you know, that, hey, you know, you're loved. It's okay. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You did a good job. And it's not stroking them. It's giving them the genuine accolades that they deserve because of whatever, yes. whether it's a job well done, a thoughtful thing that you saw, or, hey, that was really nice of you to open that door for that woman. I saw you do that. That was really nice. Anything. You know, a guy opens yeah. a door. People, when you hold a door for someone, people just either allow it to slam in your face or they don't say thank you. And that's sad too. You know, there aren't yeah. people throw the thank you away. They don't. They don't say it, or they just say it like it rolls off their tongue because it's something obligatory that they need to say. And that's not the case. You know, we need to be able right. to look at the cashier and say thank you and have a nice day. And I intend you a nice day. I intend you. And people are always laughing at me, saying you always end your notes with I intend. And I'm like, because I truly do. I yeah. truly do intend you a nice day. I truly do intend you and yours remain healthy and safe. I truly do. And I think people need those acknowledgments because we hear the icky stuff too often. Right. You know, turn right. on the news. That's what you're going to hear, <laughs> you know. Every time you find stuff, yourself engaging, if you find yourself engaging in a negative, swear to yourself you'll do two positives to make up for it. At least. <laughs> At least, you know, but I mean that's a good, so, yeah. good beginning commitment. If if you find yourself getting down in the dirt and criticizing one thing or another or not doing the best behavior, catch yourself at it and say, okay, I'm going to now do two things to make two good things to make up for it. So that's yeah. that's another thought. So would you that's, like it's to a great have thought me? Too. Yeah. Would you like to have me repeat the name of the book or anything like that? I would like to have you because we're running out of time, and I always extend yes. the show a little bit, but I don't want to hold you up. Uh, sure. I would like to have you, if you would, tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and your work and where they may purchase your book, How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure for Special Occasions and Occasions Made Special. Thank you very much. Well, you can learn more about the book at my website, related to writing heartfelt letters, and that is Good Ways to Write, G-O-O-D-W-A-Y-S-T-O-W-R-I-T-E dot com. And it's just newly designed, by the way. I'm very proud of it, so have fun nosing around there. 
um, you'll find out more about that book and others of my publications. I also have little, uh, um, I guess you would call them themed guides for people who who yeah. get scared by a 155-page book or whatever this is. They go, well, I can, I can do a 40-page theme guide, okay, because I'm just writing this one letter, they think. But if you're going to write one or two or three types of letters, get the book. It's all in there already. <laughs> but you'll read about that. You can go on Amazon, of course, and get the this book and those themed guides as print versions or ebooks. The same is true of Barnes & Noble. And if you are ebooks you're an ebook person only, another place you can go is smashwords.com. So those are good places to find out what's going on. My contact information is all on the goodwaystowrite.com website down at the bottom of the home page and on the bottom of every other page for that matter. So, you, so there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. You can find me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I will say, even though the book is, you know, a couple hundred pages long, you don't read it like you read a story. No, you know, you it's can, a reference book. And you're going to find a lot of information, but yeah. you can go to the chapters. It is very easy to navigate. I mean, you can think, okay, what am I going to do? And once you go to the table of contents, you will realize, oh, it's all written out here. This actually tells me what page I'm going to find it on, and you will. So it helps you with any kind of letter you could possibly think of and the nudges you need and the quotations and uh, the heartfelt words and Everything that you could possibly need, including supplies. So it's well worth getting the entire book. But do check out the site because it, it is a plethora of information. And it's fun to just you know, mosey around the site and check out what's going on there. I really enjoyed having you on the show, Lynette. Thank you for joining us. So I really, really here. had a wonderful time. Thank well, I'm you. glad. And, I, and I'm really hoping that the listeners will, you know, take up some of these challenges, listen to the show again to, to – uh, you know, learn what the challenges are. And uh, I just really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. And everybody share the love. Share the love. You got that right. Spread it. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio. So please share it with your friends. You know, we live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. And that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you don't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, productively, healthfully, purposefully, and by being love. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So please share this knowledge, joy, and love by sending the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for everyone as well. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is P. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. Mark your calendar now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me and my work or to schedule a remote energy therapy session of your choice, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Please also check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need, 100%. We're run solely by volunteers. There's no salaries, no stipends, no compensation of any kind to anyone. So every penny goes toward meals, coats, health care, whatever is needed so all children have a chance for a good life. At Soji Huggles, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. Thank you for taking time to visit our website sojihuggles.org please follow us on twitter at nrg aware radio and at sojihuggles while you're in your social media accounts please be sure to like us on facebook sojihuggles children's foundation i may not be the social media person but i know what i'm told to say (laughs) and i say it (laughs) i am your host t love here at energy awareness radio intending you and yours a most enjoyable week remember living from your heart is quite easy You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. Yes.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.